Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Rock Instrument. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. It's a chisel. <laughs> this episode is closed, but there are many more to discuss. Uh, oh, we made it so quick. It's so easy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Because only with a chisel can you turn rock into a statue. What about a rock hammer? Andy Dufresne was able to use one to escape Shawshank. That's true. That's true. What about all those utensils that Fred Flintstone uses in the quarry before they pull on that dinosaur's tail and it whistles and we all get to uh, go home from work? He doesn't use tools. They use the heads of the dinosaurs to drill out rock. Yeah, by tools, by tools, I mean the other dinosaurs. But you know what, Hal? It's a living. (laughs) It's a living. Here's the thing about the (laughs) Flintstones. It's just blatant animal torture. Hey, (laughs) hey, do you think pterodactyls want to sit there and be the needle on your record player? Do you think they want to roam free and eat and live and breed? No. No, they are going to play music in my 1960s groovy, I'm sorry, 1960 million BC living room. That's what a pterodactyl is for. Do you know how much food a woolly mammoth would require just to keep itself alive, let alone to have the energy to suck in water and be your dish cleaning hose? Yeah, but you know what? Monsters. If it suddenly decides it doesn't want to be my dish cleaning hose, you know what it's going to become? The ribs I eat at the drive through. Oh, that's right. They all see. Oh my goodness. Oof. Oh, I can't. I'm going to, I'm going to cry. Mark. Oh, oh no, Hal. I don't want you to cry. I don't want you to cry. You know what the other best rock instrument is? What? Those gem tumblers. Mmm. Right. They make them real smooth and polishy. They do make them smooth and polishy. Uh, so, okay. So our choices okay. are gem tumbler, yeah. rock hammer, uh-huh. and chisel. One made Michelangelo's David. One got Andy Dufresne out of jail and one makes Jade smooth for Ohio crystal shops. Well, that sounds like our first ever three way tie. Wow. You know what? Since we already closed this topic, why don't we add an additional topic to this episode? Okay. Sure. How about best rock music? instrument okay why don't we do that boy when do we become those people when somebody's like can i have uh can i have a cookie i don't know can you yeah may i have a cookie can you that Uh. how you say it i'm a pedant me 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 oh we've been this show has been pedantic since day one that's right yeah it's part of our house banner exactly Do you ever see that uh meme this meme made me laugh very hard this guy Mm -hmm. on a plane says uh can i have a can of coke and the flight attendant goes, uh, 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 can I have a May of Coke? And it's the <laughs> dumbest meme, but it made me laugh <laughs> so hard. Oh, anyway, that's good. I like let's it. talk about rock music. I think in starting this episode, I think the first thing we need to figure out is, uh, by the way, thank you on, this was on the, uh, the subreddit, YDub38 threw this one out at us. So oh, thank yeah. you, YDub. Um, I think we need to determine what our 
finalists are, because a lot of instruments have been used in rock music from the giant marching band bass drum of Gogol Bordello and OK Go to uh, a slide trombone. But that's not what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Is it the 500 guitars of Mumford and Sons? <laughs> I love that horror movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I think the finalists, I would say the finalists are drums, guitar, bass, and keyboards. As yeah. much as I enjoy like a nice jazz flute in there, I like that there's mm-hmm. room for the cool thing about rock music is it's so wide ranging that almost any instrument can find its way in. Yeah. There are a lot of great horn sections. Obviously, oh. Chicago is like the I love of fusing horns with rock. If I go to a rock show and I see a horn section on the stage, I'm so happy. I'm yep. so happy. Yeah. You know who's crush whose uh, horn section blew me away? Uh, well, Jessica Childress, when she played downtown LA, her horn section was incredible. But, uh, Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats. That's the one that I don't even know if you'd call that rock and roll. It might be more Blues Brothers style rhythm and blues. They even did a homage video, but their horn section is just fantastic. Yeah. What do you think is the best? Aside, so we're going to get back to this particular quartet and we're going to pick one out of this. But as an appetizer or amuse-bouche, what do you think is the best of the not these musical instruments that you can find in rock and roll music? Um, talk box. <laughs> like, I mean, Pete, it's, uh, it's like a... Peter Frampton's vocoder. Yeah. It's also used in living on a prayer. Oh, yeah. Would that be a, would that be a separate instrument or would you consider that a attachment for the guitar? Yeah, it's a guitar. It's a guitar attachment. Yeah. Jeez. What would be the, what would be the best? Oh, that's tough. Right. Um, oh my gosh. I think it's something, it's got to be something that's also in an orchestra, like a string section or a horn section or maybe a tambourine. Tambourine, uh, will take you from a verse into a chorus and everybody knows it's the chorus now because the tambourine started. As a big monkeys fan, I love tambourines in rock uh, music. Yeah. Boom down, boom down, yeah. I do Boy, like I do such a great. I don't know if you did. You hear the the uh, tambourine I was doing? Yeah, I heard it. I you okay. you were doing a space tambourine, gonna, and it was like I could hear it. Okay, I was going to do it again, but I didn't know. If, Here, do it one more time. Yeah, it's really good. Oh man, it's like so I good. see it. Yeah, it's like this is a, this is an audio medium hell. Mm. And I'm filling it up. Your cup is full, listeners. You're welcome. So of these main, let's let's jump into the mains. I mean, yeah, you know, the, guitar, the d- guitar, main. drums, bass, and keys. Those are our choices. Yes. Where do you want to start? You want to talk about each instrument individually? Let's talk. Let's do that. Yeah. You want to talk about the bass because there's no because it's not going to be the bass, and it's so important and a yeah. great bass line. Like you don't even realize how good bass lines are until you hear them isolated. Yeah. And great bass players are just a wonder to hear them do their thing. John Paul Jones is incredible. John Deacon uh, from uh, Queen was always John one of my Deacon favorites. John is a great bass player. Flea, obviously, is great. Paul McCartney is an underrated bass player. Yeah. Like, the work that he was doing to make it, I think he really kind of helped to, at least in rock, although there are a ton of funk people who are just incredible. Bootsy Collins on the bass, come on. I mean, yeah. Joe Dart is an incredible bass player. If you've never heard of Joe Dart play, go look him up on YouTube. He's unreal. But in rock, I think Paul McCartney really helped because he was a guitar player who who jumped on the bass because nobody else wanted to learn it. 
Yeah. And so he brought Yeah, because it's in fourth place of these. Right. But he brought a guitar player sensibility to it. So I think he's maybe a little underrated or underappreciated for his musicianship because his songwriting is so prodigious. Yeah. By the way, did you see there's a Beatles reunion about to happen? Yes, for Dolly. That's right. (laughs) Dolly got the remaining Beatles back together for her new rock star album. I'm so fired up for this album. I'm surprised the other two didn't go. We'll come back from the dead, Dolly, for you. Dolly. Oh, oh, this is for Dolly. Right. Sorry, Harry Houdini. I've got to cut our card game short. I assume that they're playing. I think I'm going back uh, (laughs) after I was there. I thought I was going to be the one that lived the longest and then I was gone, but I'm coming back and it's, it's absolutely crackers, crackers, but I'm so happy to be there for Dolly. I think a cool thing about the bass though, I think that it doesn't even have to be a great bass line for it to really enrich the sound. Like listen to a, a track that's just a guitar and drums and then even just a simple playing on the one note of the chord, just boom, like that. You get that, that, that's what gives you that, that belly full, you know what I mean? Of uh, yeah. that belly full of sound. Look, listen to Running with the Devil by Van Halen. It is a one note bass line, but it is the heartbeat of that song. Mm-hmm. That boom, 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 but everything else plays over it. So he's almost like, he's almost providing the beat so that Alex can go crazy on the drums and yeah. Eddie can go crazy on guitar. So he's just like, creating this backbone so it's a really versatile instrument as well it can be a lead instrument it can be a rhythm instrument it can be literally a backbone but it does provide a pulse and it can be electric in uh in a traditional rock and roll kind of outfit or uh if you're doing some uh some sort of neo retro kind of uh rock and roll a big old stand-up bass is a fun centerpiece for a band especially when they slap that thing and spin it around real fast Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And it can be played with a bow. How, how, you know, nobody's ever going to play a guitar with, well, maybe some yes. experimental yes. folks will play uh, guitar Jimmy with Jimmy Page a bow. will. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> On <Good> cashmere. <laughs> well, let's, uh, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the rhythm and the, and the, uh, the beat mm-hmm. of Van Halen's bass. Well, let's talk about drums. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's jump over to drums now. I love the drums. It's the heartbeat. As we talked before in our Beatles episode, Ringo was the heart of the band, not only because he was the funny glue that they all loved and that held them together, but also because he was the literal heartbeat of each of the songs. I think that of all the things that can have a drastic impact on a song's success or failure, I would argue that the drums make have the most impact in that regard. Yeah, a... Too vanilla drum line doesn't sound good. Uh, if it's too much, it detracts from the song. Mm-hmm. Finding those pockets and the right ways to do it and where and how to, to place the fills is really important. I'm just curious. I'm not asking for us to do an episode within an episode. Who's your mm-hmm. favorite rock drummer of all time? Your favorite, not the best. Mm-hmm. Just who do you like the most? I mean, I, I, there's, I, I think I have to say John Bonham. Yeah. He's because he's just like, and that was the thing. And that's what made them so everything was a hook. You know what I mean? Everything that Led Zeppelin played had that sort of magical hook to it. Though I do want to give a shout out to Don Henley because how often is the drummer also singing? Except maybe yeah. the band and the Eagles are the only times I ever saw the and drummer Genesis. with a mic. Oh yeah. I guess that's true. Phil Collins is an incredible drummer, but they're the only ones. Yeah. 
really, who yeah. are regularly singing the lead on songs. Uh, he was, you know, if we talk about the baseline being a heartbeat, mm-hmm. he was like the engine of Led Zeppelin's songs. Yeah. His drumming, like nobody else could play it like him. He brought this energy and this artistry to the, to the thing that he did. And he was an unleashed madman, clearly. Yeah. So uh, the drums are just, uh, they're incredibly versatile in yeah. terms of like, they can be really quiet. They can be really like the drumming work that John Densmore does on Riders in the Storm is like yeah. really like the way he's using percussion there to sort of set the scene is really nice. Even like uh Tommy Lee, the stuff he did for Motley Crue, like it's just this driving energy that keeps everything like if this if this if this drum beat wasn't in here, the song would crumble underneath because there's yeah. nothing supporting it. And then you have a guy like uh, Max Weinberg playing with the E Street Band. Mm-hmm. He is a crisp suit of a sound. That guy, every note is specific. And the style, and that's one thing I love about drums is you don't really have to know too much musical theory. You have to know rhythm, you know, in, in that regard and the, the theory of that. And you have to have the coordination to do it, but you don't really have to know about notes and scales and keys and chords and all that and i think that's one of the things that for me because i was a drummer uh when i was in high school i had a drum set at home in the basement and even now i would love i briefly had a digital set but it was so big it took up half of my apartment i was like "Ah, i don't really have the room for it (laughs) but i i'll I'll go over to guitar center and just plug in and play the digital drums i'll just go upstairs play the digital drums i ain't bothering anybody you're not hearing me i'm not the guy downstairs playing stairway on a uh, acoustic guitar sure. uh or like you know practicing the one the three power chords i know on a flying v that's plugged in on an amp crank to 11 no yeah. i'll go upstairs i'll grab some drumsticks but the beauty of that is it's just if you have the coordination to do it and you can keep up with that and you know obviously build your skills it's one of those things that you can just grab and any song you can start playing to you know what i mean and it will give you your you will give it your version of whatever song you are listening to and wanting to play along to the music theory is definitely different Mm -hmm. but the amount of technique from like style to style like a jazz drummer is so different from a rock drummer that you have to yeah. learn ev- everything from grip to, you know, how you're attacking the set. But it also, unlike, well, like keyboards, but, uh, mm-hmm. but unlike the other instruments, it is a full body instrument. You're using both yeah. legs and you're using both arms. And if you're the drummer from Led Zeppelin or, or, or the Def drummer Leopard. From, De- from Def Leppard, you're doing all of that with one arm. Who is incredible. Feet, he's an incredible drummer. Yeah. Uh, also, it's hard to talk about rock drummers and not talk about Neil Peart, who is yeah. also one of the greatest of all time. Just in, it, like when you think of Rush, you think of the drums first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, well, the, talk about theory nerds. That's Rush. And that's uh, so like, even though he didn't need to know all the music theory of uh, mm-hmm. chord progressions and mixolydian scales, I guarantee he does. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Phil Collins, also an exceptional drummer. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the, I am I am a huge proponent for drums. It's tough to just have drums like 
And we'll get to this when we get to the next two, because you can have a rock and roll song that's just a guitar. You can have a rock and roll song that's just a piano. I don't know if you can have a rock and roll song that is just drums. You know what I mean? Are there, there any maybe Wipeout? Which there's guitar in no, Wipeout. No, there's guitar in that. The guitar yeah. is huge in that. But the drums are really important. You can't do it without either one. They're yeah. both essential to it. Uh, uh, let's take a quick break. Because we've right. we've talked about two. We got two more ready to go. So why don't you take a little break? We're going to have our intermission where you can hear about some of the other fine shows on the Max Fun Network. We'll be Ooh. right back. You probably already have a favorite animal. Maybe it's a powerful apex predator like the tiger or a cute and cuddly panda. And those are great. But have you considered something a little more unconventional? Could I perhaps interest you in the Greenland shark, which can live for nearly 400 years? Or maybe the jewel wasp, who performs brain surgery on cockroaches to control their minds? On Just the Zoo of Us, we review animals by giving them ratings out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Listen with friends and family of all ages to find your new favorite animal with Just the Zoo of Us on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Jordan Cruciola, the host of Feeling Seen, where we talk about the movie characters that make us feel seen. And I'm the show's producer, Marissa. Jordan, you've interviewed so many directors, actors, writers, film critics, and I like to play this little game where I take a sip of coffee every time someone says, that's such a great question. That's such a fabulous question. Or they tell you how smart you are. I think that you are rather brilliant. And of course, the big one is... When, when they, they cry, cry unexpectedly. unexpectedly, yes, yes. Jordan, I don't want to cry on your podcast. I wasn't expecting to <laughs> cry. I mean, it makes me kind of want to cry. <sighs> Feeling Seen comes out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Listen already. What are you waiting for? Jordan, that's such a great question. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the other full body instrument, which is the keys. Yeah, I love a piano. I love keys in a song. Like... Aside from, and this is an, ah, oh man, they're all such, aside from the bass, sorry, bass, you're great. Every band needs a bass, but there's a reason that Paul McCartney took one for the team by deciding to play the bass. The keys for me are, the keys for me are the most versatile, I think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot yeah. you can do with a guitar, but with keys, even just a piano, piano being half of its original name, piano forte, being its or being its full name from back in the day, meaning soft and loud. So the dynamic range for that instrument is built into the name of it itself. In any time I've written a song where I've recorded it, just like goofing around on GarageBand, yeah. the song really doesn't get going for me until I put those keys in there. Then what it are, really kicks into gear. You know, what are some iconic like uh, piano and rock songs? Uh, I mean, anything Billy Joel ever did. I was going to say outside of Billy Joel because, yeah. Although Angry Young Man, obviously. I guess this is more pop than rock. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like Bruce Hornsby in the range. Uh huh. Love the keys on that. Um, uh, Dr. Teeth in the Electric Mayhem, though that was an organ and not a keyboard. (laughs) I mean, heck, the doors didn't even have a bass player. They just, they had Ray Manzarek who his left hand was the base for that band. Well, and also, if you want to talk about keys in, in rock music, that's Raymond. Yeah. Is, is you can't light my fire is the greatest keys him. of all time. Yeah. Light my fire. Uh, I, I mean, everything riders on the storm again, you have John mm-hmm. Densmore, you have that, that like gentle drumming. And then you have that like trickling piano line 
Yeah. Along with like the low, that like vibrato, cause he played a jazz organ. He wasn't playing piano. Right. But you want to talk piano? Freddie Mercury and Bohemian Rhapsody. Sure. I mean, just. And somebody to love. There's a beautiful piano line in that. And I love. You are the, the champion. One of the reasons I love Queen so much is the amount of piano in there that it just makes any song theatrical to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ben Folds Five. Like. Sure. Anything by Ben Folds Five. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's that theatricality that's, that's built into the music when there's a piano because it gives it such dynamic range. Not to mention, cause you said keys. You didn't say piano specifically when we started this and the right. keys fill in so many different instruments. And even, you know, uh, the keys can be an organ. If you're playing with a big band doing stadiums, you're going to have a brass section, right? But if you're in a wedding band, that's like four people and uh one of your musicians is on keys. Uh, she's handling a lot in that regard. You know, mm-hmm. that's the uh that's the strings. That's the trumpets. That's the that is so many different elements added. That's the synth leads. You know what I mean? Yeah. So many different things you can do with a keyboard. Yeah. Also, I mean, all the stuff that that, that Billy Preston did with the Beatles. Mm hmm filled out their sound and gave it soul. And if you want to talk about piano in a rock song, let it be, it might be yeah. one of the most famous, one of the most famous versions, but even the, the, again, going back, I keep going back to Van Halen because it's such a classic rock band, but mm-hmm. the synth at the beginning of jump. Yeah. Which is really one of the first is, things that every kid learns how to play on the piano. Right. And it's also dun, dun, the thing, you dun. know, you know that way better than, I, I mean, I probably have Eddie Van Halen's, solo from that memorized in my head like i'm mm-hmm. sitting here hearing it but it all leads into the keyboard going back to the even get a you even get a keyboard solo in that yeah so keys are super important it's super important and i guess i don't think of keys off the bat when i think of a rock band i think of two no. guitar i think lead guitar rhythm guitar bass and drums yes you know what i mean because that's what the beatles had yeah and that goes back to like so many bands emulated them. And, you know, there were other bands that were around then that were also that before the Beatles, weren't there? There were just two guitars, a bass and a drummer. Well, yeah. I mean, the Beach Boys were a lot of, yeah, <laughs> a lot of bass guitars and drummers. They also had keyboards and animals and stuff. Once you get into pet sounds. Oh, yeah. You have Brian Wilson. How did like we, anything. speaking of animals, how did we not mention animal as one of the greatest drummers of all time? <laughs> he is I a can't great believe you asked me who my favorite, dr- I'm changing. It's not John Bonham. It's animal is my favorite drummer. <laughs> well, he is John Bonham. He's the Muppet version of John Bonham. So yeah. He's based on. That's fair. I oh, know he's based on Keith Moon, who was another is great he? drummer. Yes. He's based on Keith Moon. That was my, that's my, uh, yeah. And you like, I guess I'm looking at the two instruments that we have left because a lot of this to me too comes to this specifically said best rock instrument. So we're looking at rock and roll and not necessarily pop music, but I think if it was pop music, I think it would be no question the keyboard. Yeah. Um, But we're talking about rock and roll. So my certain proclivities toward, I would much rather stand around a piano with a dozen people than stand around a guitar with a dozen people uh, singing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it, I, uh, I think, I think rock music kind of begins and ends with the electric guitar. Yeah. And that's why, that's why we saved that one for last. So let's talk about, I mean, it's rock. It's the guitar, right? Let's talk about, uh, I'm not saying it's the winner, but I'm saying we need to talk about the guitar. 
I mean, it's the instrument that talks, right? Whether you're using a talk yeah. box like Peter Frampton did really famously. Or if or, you're just Jimi Hendrix and you can make everything the guitar does. Yeah. I mean. He made it sing. There's a reason that. He brought, he brought really heavy blues to it, as did Eric Clapton. Yeah. He's another great guitar player. Like all the great guitar players. The interesting innovations is like, how can I make this make a different sound? I'm going to mm-hmm. put, I'm going to use a bow on it. I'm going to use a power drill. Yeah. I'm going to set Eddie, it on fire. Eddie Van Halen, who's the pioneer basically of tapping and mm-hmm. would turn his back to audiences during the early live shows because he didn't want anyone stealing his guitar techniques. Oh, wow. No kidding. So he would turn around when he was doing all of this tapping and all that stuff. Yeah, I, it's tough. Like you have two guitars behind you in this zoom video right now. I, I have a Les Paul over one shoulder and a acoustic over the other. Like if, like I said, if it was pop music we were talking about, then I would say the victor of that is the piano, but rock and roll wise, like there's the hard rock cafe's giant logo in the sky is a 30 foot guitar. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is a short episode. It is a short episode. Sometimes <laughs> the answer is the obvious one. You know, we could sit here and try to come up with a different answer. Yeah. But the truth is, it's the electric guitar. You yeah. knew it when you submitted it. Yeah. Why dubs? You knew. Yeah, why dubs? But if you submitted this just to get your choice confirmed and your choice is the electric guitar or any version of guitar, I look, I still enjoy the song more than words. And wholehearted. You know, we don't sure. talk enough and about patience. wholehearted. I will not stand. No, I'm, I'm talking about extreme specifically. Oh, we're not, we're not, not, we're not getting into acoustics. We're getting just into extreme. I don't even yeah. know wholehearted. Uh, wholehearted is, uh, I think there's like a 12 string in that. Dude, 12 it's string very... guitars are for nuns, but they also sound amazing in rock music. Yeah, it's, it's. I say that because uh, all the nuns in the Catholic school I went to, they all played twelve string guitars. Oh, they were all on twelve stringers. They were on twelvers, yeah. And they were like, cool. All right, everybody, kneel and pray. Yeah, wholehearted is. It does feature a twelve string guitar, and it is a very acoustic love songy. Not what you'd expect from Extreme, who had been, I think. The deal was they were a metal band. The big hit off of their second album was More Than Words, although mm-hmm. there are other good songs on there. There's a great song on there, which is Nuno Betancourt, who was their guitar player and is another fantastic guitar player, doing uh basically like a Flight of the Bumblebee. But he's playing it against a drum machine because a drummer can't play fast enough to keep up with him. And it's him like blazing through. I'll find it and share it with you. I would done. love that. Everybody else can go find it themselves. But I think the success of more than words maybe move them towards that poppier sound. And so wholehearted is a very saccharine, like they're, they're they filmed it in, in I think Logan Square in Boston and they're there hanging out because they're a Boston band. And Dude, there's not, nothing, uh, there's nothing like, <laughs> like I, I love it. I like it. I love being able to play guitar too. And like, Sitting around on the beach playing rock music. Like, yes, there are the great, we can talk about the great guitarists of all time, but mm-hmm. there are a bajillion guitarists who are just making themselves and their friends have a good time on a beach, in a basement, in the living room, out by the pool, on the top of uh, Old Smoky, wherever you are. All covered in cheese? All covered in cheese. Uh, that was on top of spaghetti. Oh, wow. Ridiculous. 
Sad. Uh, I lost my poor meatball when somebody sneezed. Yeah. Where's Eddie Van Halen's rock version of that song? Yeah. Or Extreme's <laughs> sad version of that song. <laughs> it's not so hard. It is upbeat. I'll play it for you after this. I'll play both right. of them so you can hear sort of where they were and where they went to. Anyway, people of the world, when you're looking for the best rock instrument, they're all great. You should appreciate all of their places. And the beauty of from rock song to rock song, you may notice one more than the other because you really having them all work together is the best. But it's got to be the electric guitar. There really is no rock and roll without the electric guitar. That is what drove that sound forward because it came out of rhythm and blues. And that electric guitar was a huge part of that sound. That's why it's so important to the development of rock over time and why people have the biggest debate over who the greatest rock guitarist of all time is. Yes, because the guitar is the best rock instrument asked and answered. Wow. Yeah, that didn't take long, Hal, which means, you know what that means? We have time for a real quick dessert on this episode. Oh, what? Hal. Yeah, we're going to do a real quick dessert, and here's the dessert we're going to do. We're jumping back to the beginning of the episode, mm. and we're going best rock instrument, non-music. Here are our choices. Yeah. The chisel, yeah. the rock tumbler, the rock hammer, and dare I say, the telescope, which lets us look at giant rocks millions of miles away and how Copernicus first introduced the idea that we were not, in fact, a geocentric universe. Can we combine the chisel with the hammer? Because the chisel's meaningless without the hammer. You can't just stab at something like it's an ice pick. Yeah. And then you're sharing stone. You need hammer and a trivet. Yeah, you are. You're sharing that stone with everybody who walks past it. And they're like, that just looks like a big rock. What did you even do? It looks like a big rock with some hole with some like dents in it. Yeah. Who dented that rock? Yeah. Yeah. I think we can eliminate the rock tumbler as shiny and beautiful as it makes rocks. I do think this is really. This is a binary choice between creating art and observing the known universe and taking away knowledge from that. So really how this tiny binary topic uh, to end this episode becomes art or science. It's the chisel. And here's why the hammer and chisel together, Mm -hmm. because not only do you use it to make art, but by using the pressure point to break rocks down into smaller rocks, you're creating building materials. That's true. And we need building materials. Somebody yes, has played do. both Civilization and Settlers of Catan. I'll never tell. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Asked and answered. Hammer and chisel. Yeah. Double episode. Look, these topics are closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or you can email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com. But what I want you to do most of all is go to facebook.com slash groups slash We Got This Podcast. Please join. Please answer the questions so I know you're not a robot. And we're happy to have you as part of our community and grateful to have you as well. We're also grateful to producer Ken Plume. You can support him at patreon.com slash Ken Plume. Researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world. On drums, Ken Plume. On bass, Hal Lublin. On rhythm guitar, Mark Gagliardi. And on lead guitar, you, the people of the world, driving our rock band making the music that we come back to create with you every week. And for that, we say thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Agliardi. For Mark Agliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. Don't worry, everybody. 
We got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.